0: You are now entering Frida's World. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way.
1: Whose world is this? It's
0: Frida's Frida's World. World. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and rassy at the same time. You clatch it.
1: Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clashing. It's Frida's
0: World. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very special guest, Kaelin Edmonds. Killeen,
1: say hello. <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Hello.
0: <laughs>
1: um, Kayleen <Edmund>, Edmond, Kayleen <laughs> Edmond. As uh, Rita, you just emphasized on the Edmond. You know, I, I have um. to. <laughs> 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 have my Haitian sister on the mic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: That's it. That's
1: it. Great. Um, I am uh, the president of the Haitian American Nurses Association, Greater New York CHAP, uh, and I'm just uh, excited to be here with you today, Lita.
0: Well, thank you. I know that during this crazy, crazy time of crisis and panic, um, you know, it's really, although people might be home and, you know, doing whatever they need to do, you are in fact a nurse and you are in the streets still,
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: you are yeah. on the front yeah. lines.
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, shapo ba to all those who are on the front line and I'm not just talking about the nurses and the doctors and the ancillary staff that work in the hospitals and take care of people and patients. But I'm also giving chapeau ba to the grocer that still stays open, um, the crossing guard agent who's out there because our public schools, though they're closed, many students rely on public schools for meals, mm-hmm. um, those who volunteer to go into those schools to help, uh, you know, babysit, in other words, um, the kids are first responders and um, those administrators who uh Um, are not in their traditional role, but have to be out there. So uh, kudos to you, to you all. Yeah. Um, This really, you know, this situation puts a highlight on um, all of uh, everyone that we consider to be frontline workers. And we always give the doctors and the nurses the praise, which is They deserve the praise. But let us not forget the others, our sanitation workers, our police officers, our correction officers um, who are who are in a particularly challenging situation, especially now.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's definitely true. I think we always think of first responders being, uh, you know, some sort of medical personnel. But even mm-hmm. right now, we still have you know the grocery stores are still open, and I think Instacart and some of these you know delivery services are still going on, and they are mm-hmm. you know going out there battle you know battling, <laughs> battling others no. you know to get our water, toilet paper, whatever it is you know because we're too afraid to leave the house. So I definitely that's so yeah, true. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. We definitely should highlight them more. Yeah, um, we do. We yeah. really do. But I am really excited to have you on the show. I know, I know, it's been it's been somewhat of a, a, a long time coming <laughs> to get somebody from the mm. Haitian American Nurses Association of Greater New York on the show. Um, so I wanted to, you know, kind of get into more of an in depth understanding of. One, what the Haitian American Nurses Association, you know, what is it, you know, what is their mission, you know, what is their goal and what are some things that, you know, your organization has done within the community?
1: Okay. Um, So who are we? Um, We're Haitian American Nurses Association. Uh, There are many chapters under the brand of HANA. I think about 11 uh, to be exact. What we do, uh, well, I should first state that we started in in 2010 um, after the earthquake in Haiti and uh, why it was started. It was started because, um, you know, three individuals came together. They said, let's see what we can do in Haiti. So they mobilized a group of healthcare professionals and they went down to Haiti to assist. And then this uh, this Concept this greater than a concept, because it came into reality, this group uh, of nurses, um, went and got incorporated, um, became a charitable organization. And then the goal was, the goal was now to, uh, serve, uh, the community. So, um, for the last two, two and a half, uh, years, I have, had the leadership role in the organization. Um, We are rooted in uh, nursing education, nursing scholarships. Um, That's where our focus is right now. However, we have branched out to providing scholarships not only in the greater New York area, but in Haiti, where That's we've nice. created a collaboration with two state nursing schools, ENIP, uh, École d'infirmière de Port-au-Prince, and uh, FASIC. It is the state nursing school in uh, Okai. And uh, we sponsor nursing students uh, through our tuition assistance program. It only costs about $800, um, even less, actually. We just throw in for for clinicals and, and books and fees. So it comes about $800 for a four year baccalaureate level oh, wow. education, four years, 800 us bucks. So we really try to find, um, people who are really willing to donate to that cause. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, the solution in helping Haiti, uh, especially now, uh, you know, um, the country's it seems like is in a forever crisis is rest in the hands of the people who live in Haiti. Mm -hmm. So what better way to empower them, um, by preparing them and equipping them with what they need so that they in turn can, can serve their community. Um, we, um, go to where Haitians are underserved. And, uh, one of the most recent, uh, missions, so to speak. And I don't mean mission going out and and doing a health mission, but mm-hmm. I mean visiting. I uh, went to the Dominican Republic lately, and that's a place where people don't want to go because of how Dominicans treat Haitians. Mm-hmm. People don't realize there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Haitian migrants uh, and uh, migrants who left Haiti under deplorable conditions and who live in these, uh, these migrant underserved communities that lack clean water, sanitation, etc. Um, and one of our newest projects is working uh, in Bataille in, in, uh, in Santiago, Saint-Domingue, uh, with uh, a group of underprivileged, about 170, 180 uh, Haitians, uh, adults, and we're not counting their children, mm-hmm. who are really underserved and really live in, in some deplorable conditions. And so uh, one of our big goals, uh, mine personally, because I took I went down there and and I had the opportunity to see, you know, what was happening and and partake in, in you know, offering assistance and care. Um, is really to improve sanitation, mm-hmm. um, to provide sex education because these people are having babies left and right. Mm-hmm. They're not so using any so they're having of sex. Protection. <laughs> people they're always want sex. to think that they're not having sex, but they're sex yeah, is happening. Having <laughs> sex. Yeah. Uh, and, um, y- you know, so providing sex education, providing, um, uh, condoms, um, mm-hmm. uh, to them, Um, to really help with their population control, because they're only having these babies and introducing them into this environment that's really not conducive, uh, which is not clean. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, there's just tons of opportunity, uh, not just in Haiti to help Haitians, uh, but uh, globally and and really trying to go to where people are in need of our assistance and trying to make an impact and a difference. So it's a lot. I mean, our, our um, core values rest in caring. You know, you think about nursing and you think about the profession you think nurses care. Uh, We are into collaboration, collaborating with other um, organization. Um, We, you know, uh, look at another one of our core values is integrity um, you know, um, holding to the oath, uh, to serve, uh, regardless of, um, the, the population, professionalism, of course. And so those are our core underpinnings that really drive us. Uh, and I'm just, I feel uh, honored and blessed to be, um, um, you know, positioned in a place where, Uh, I can continue the mission of the organization, which addresses nursing training, education, outreach, advocacy uh, with our members and other partners in the greater New York area and um, uh, globally. Yeah, I have definitely had some
0: positive experiences with Hannah, um, particularly when I was part of the Haitian American Lawyer Association when I was the president elect and the president. Um, I worked with Magui and Hippolyte at the time, who was the head of HANA. And I know one of the initiatives that we were able to put together was the health um, and law. Um, it was the health and law symposium where we kind of mm-hmm. talked about the intersection between health and law. Um, and I thought that that was, you know, unfortunately, I think there might have been. Um, whatever weather, it was some sort of like natural <laughs>
1: disaster situation yeah. around that so, time. Something happened. <laughs> something happened <laughs>
0: around something. that time that can't, that kind of effectively canceled the, the, the first attempt. We ended up doing it again. The crowd wasn't as, as large as we would have liked it, but we did have a good turnout still. And I know from there, you know, we wanted to try to continue and move forward with that. Um, but I know that we definitely had some positive par- uh, partnerships with Hannah and you guys have done a lot of stuff, you know, with respect to, you know, the training um, and with, um is it with LIU? I feel like there was some sort of like program um, that you guys had at the time a couple of years ago where I had met some of the, um, I guess, nurses in training or they were current yeah. students. Yeah. yeah. I remember so, that there yeah, was some current was that- students
1: that was huge that was epic for us in greater new york because we've never uh, undertaken uh, really offering an educational a symposium mm-hmm. or convention actually it was our convention and that was in 2016 yeah. and uh, we facilitated uh, a group of nursing students from INEP we uh, to enter uh, into the US to attend mm-hmm. uh, we got we had had the major players present deans and associate deans and directors of different nursing schools around throughout haiti uh, we gave the student i'm thinking about it it gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. but that's kind of my thing uh, we gave the students an opportunity to work in simulation uh, in our uh, simulation lab in long island university we created some you know a partnership mm-hmm. um, and so it was amazing it, it was you it was huge presence so that's huge that's yeah. really huge So with respect to
0: visibility, since we are talking about that with Hana, um, where, where could we find Hana, like uh, in terms of, you know, social media, in terms of website and you know, what, what can we do to get
1: more people? Okay. So, yeah. So, um, one of, uh, something that we struggle with, um, we are a very, we're a small organization. Um, this year will be our 10th year and, uh, we can never seem to break that 35 number. I Mm. mean, 35 meaning 35 true active members. And in any group, you have members who are active, who are actually doing the work of the organization, mm-hmm. and you just have those members who pay dues. Um, and, um, part of that is visibility and we're really trying to launch a campaign to see how we can grow our numbers. Uh, so first I want to say you don't have to be a nurse to join. So we okay. have a couple of people in our organization who are not nurses, uh, but who, uh, you know, are, have their hands, you know, um, in the mix. Okay. Um, so you can be an associate member, a full member. Those are our our, uh, nurses, and you can be a student member and there's no fee for students. Okay. That's good. Uh, where are we? We are on, uh, Facebook. Um, you can find us Hannah greater New York, um, on Facebook, uh, search us. We're there. We are, we have our website, hannahinc.org. That's H A N A I N C.org. org. Um, You know, and we highlight on our website some of the the work that we've done and that we continue to do uh, in the community, one of which is our proudest and most, uh, you know, our baby is the fact that each year we are able to give thousands and thousands of dollars away to um, deserving nursing students. Uh, We awarded thirty five hundred dollars. Uh, Last year to one uh, of our uh, newest nurses who just passed his board, uh, Ricardo, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we give thousands of dollars away uh, in Haiti uh, tuition assistant program and our academic scholarship where students respond to an essay question and our education committee comes together, reviews um, the the, the, the submissions and pick the most um, qualified uh, applicant. Um, we are on Twitter, uh, Hannah, um, Greater New York, and we can be found on Instagram as well. I, will so, say, I mean, we're out there. I will um, say that you guys have been
0: very generous, even outside of the nursing realm, because a couple of years ago in uh, 2016, I believe it was, I had um, a fundraising gala, um to raise money for the hurricane that had hit um the uh, southern region of Haiti. And you guys were very generous in donating funds for that as well too. So I so han so you guys have really been I think you guys have been like really like a staple I think within the community, even though the visibility hasn't been so much, which a lot of organizations do struggle, but I I would like to just say that you guys have been out there and I feel like whenever there is a need, Hanna is always there to like lend their support.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we try. Uh we really try our best. Though we are challenged financially, uh like um, um you know, we don't have money. So yeah.
0: <laughs> which <laughs> unfortunately no. is a lot a lot of our Haitian <laughs> organizations struggle with, with, so with we, that same thing. Yes. <laughs>
1: um so I mean uh, that's used the fact that we don't have any money, but um we do our best to support one another. It's about uh, being there for one another, I rub your back, you rub my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work collectively and collaboratively. Uh, and I think that's something that's lacking uh, in our community in particular. Everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. And it even translates to what's happening in Haiti with the diaspora. Every single person is down there. pa mm-hmm. yo. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing their own thing. Um, And then everybody's calling on the government and the government in Haiti is just so confused because they already have their own issues. Mm -hmm. And then they have these different, uh, you know, non-for-profit organization, NGOs, so many different, you know, points of contact. Um, So if collectively we can come together and make a difference and help one another, um, I think uh, that that would be Huge. So we don't we, we don't limit ourselves to supporting only nursing and, and medicine. Mm-hmm. We're there uh, to support uh, the Haitian American community. And I think that with, you know, with nursing, I feel like
0: I mean, there's so many nurses out there. Right. Especially if we're just talking about Brooklyn alone, if we're just to take one of the boroughs. I feel like every other person I know is a nurse. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, so, you know, mm-hmm. with, such, with such a large amount of nursing professionals, you know, um, I think that, you know, definitely, you know, trying to get more exposure and trying to get people to sign on. But this is the same problem that we've, you know, with the Haitian American Lawyer Association for years. We were met with the same challenges and are still met with the same challenges. There's so many lawyers out there, but... It's you know getting them to actually be a part of the team and actually getting them to be you know active paid members. It's you know it's it's just so difficult. So, you know it's definitely a struggle that I that I was familiar with during my stint. Um, but I'm hoping that with more you know collaborations like you said maybe you know being on other platforms like this one we can send a message out to the nurses and 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 the and the nurse associates those who are not nurses but have you know an interest in helping the organization or being a part of the organization that you know we're looking for members you can find us on Instagram
1: <laughs> yeah
0: sign up you know especially now you know everybody's inside so it's like you know They can go onto the website, peruse a little bit and really just get involved. I think you're right. It is important that we all get, you know, on the same page in a sense. And so I'm hoping that
1: we can get a couple more nurses to sign up. (laughs) Oh, that would be, that would be amazing. That would make, that would just, um, I mean, there's just so many interesting uh, projects and platforms Uh, we just went, um, to, uh, Washington DC recently for mm-hmm. a day of advocacy, the, uh, bu- the nothing but nets, uh, um, summit, which focus focused on, um, ending malaria, mm. uh, in, uh, third world countries and Haiti and Dominican Republic are still struggling with, uh, malaria where it has been eliminated in some, uh, the majority of the countries. Um, so, you know, what difference can we make, you know, um, that's one. And then we had the opportunity to, uh, meet with the ministers of, of health, uh, from Haiti Mm -hmm. and really to highlight and show them the work that we're doing and request, uh, uh, the ways that, you know, they can be, uh, instrumental, uh, our missions to really, um, change, uh, the face uh, of healthcare, uh, uh, in Haiti. And, and, uh, that was uh, pretty huge. It was a wonderful, wonderful, um, experience made possible by Mona Lisa Ferrari mm-hmm. and, uh, Dr. Uh, backer, um, with the HRA. So it was amazing.
0: Okay. So I know that aside, outside of being, you know, the president of the Haitian American Nurses Association, you are also a nurse practitioner yourself. You're also a consultant. You're a nurse educator. But one thing that I wanted to highlight and and maybe um, get some more details about before we get into, you know, the nurse education um mm-hmm. uh, segment of this show is your stint as an actress. So I'm reading your bio, and mm-hmm. I was reading through it, and I'm like, wait, actress. <laughs> so I wanted to talk yeah. about that a little bit, and and how nursing, in a sense, um, has kind of assisted you in 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 I guess in your endeavors as an actress.
1: Yes. So um, I can be found on. Uh, the IDMB website. Uh, I am. Uh, I did have a, a short stint, and uh, as an actress, uh, playing roles uh, such as medical provider and nurse in and, and, uh, some small um, feature productions, uh, and that fell in my lap because um, in two 2000- thousand. Uh, I want to say 2011, uh, I took on a full-time position at Long Island University uh, School of Nursing as a director of um, laboratory resources and simulation learning. And we got a grant, like a $5 million, crazy number, $5 million grant um, from um, Harriet Rockpoth uh, Foundation. And we built out this simulate state-of-the-art simulation suite which uh had ICUs, uh pediatric unit, labor and delivery unit, and we had oh, wow. these mannequins um that, you know, uh I mean they were plastic, but they they were living, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had sim mom who birthed. Um and so in my time there uh, a lot of people would come um to come through to request filming. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that I was there uh, and I oversaw uh, the lab all the, put me at a, a position where, you know, I was asked, hey, you know, we need a medical consultant uh, on this project. Or, you know, would you be interested? Um, and I took that, you know, the role of medical consultant and somehow ended up uh, in the film um, as a nurse or as the you know, physician. Um, and my medical or my nursing, I want to say, cause nursing and medicine are not the same, uh, background enabled, uh, enabled me to be able to help make the connect to make the connections between, um, uh, reality, mm-hmm. uh, what happens in, in real life to really bring, um, uh, the, to forefront, uh, actually, you know, uh, uh, bring things to life, mm-hmm. make things look as realistic as possible. Like if somebody is dying, what does that person look like? Um, you know, if somebody, you know, has a bruise, what should that bruise look like? So that was my role as, as a consultant.
0: Oh, wow. And it's interesting because, you know, when we think about nursing, we think about it being so technical. We don't necessarily see it as opportunity. there's Like there are opportunities for creativity, even within the nursing realm. So when I saw that, I was like, this is kind of interesting. Because oftentimes, you know, when you're looking at, I mean, I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan. I love medical, you know, <laughs> <laughs> medical, you know, TV shows. And sometimes you have to wonder, you know, who's guiding this? Like, how do they know how to make it, you know, seem so real? So now I know.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, who's guiding it? Lots of time yeah, there are... Um, nurses, their, their doctors, um, who are being paid as, as I was Uh, actually on, on many of the projects, I just wanted screen credit, Mm -hmm. you know, just to get my name out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and didn't, I didn't want to be paid. Uh, sometimes in life, uh, you make those sorts of concessions, Mm -hmm. uh, in order to have your, have your name tagged to, to, um, um, to, you know, to, to the scene, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as we think about, it, as you mentioned, Grey's Anatomy. I, you know, I can pull many of the nurses or nursing stu- students uh, that I have, especially the the ones first entering uh, training. And I ask them, like, what made, what do you want to be? You know, what made you want to come into nurses? And pound for pound, eight out of ten students will tell me, tell me they've watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> um absolutely eight out of love 10 it. students you know will will say oh <laughs> they'll say on such an and the good doctor those are, <laughs> those are the two things the good doctor and gray's anatomy mm-hmm. uh that are their driving force and 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 sometimes you know um we'll use some scenarios or scene, scenes from a one of these shows uh to help help uh be these uh, these these students make a connection um but mm-hmm. i also try to try to reinforce, you know, to them that, you know, this is, you know, the movies movies. You know, this is Hollywood. Um, just because you're a nurse doesn't mean you're gonna end up with a physician. And so keep it real. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not all glitz and glamour. There's a lot a lot of, you know, uh, bedpans and foul odors and um less than one wonderful uh conditions, etc.
0: Yeah. It's not as glamorous as we see it on, on television.
1: No, no, it's not. It's really not, really not. Um, but if your heart is in it, and um, and I've always, I didn't start on that path, mm-hmm. um, but somehow I ended up uh, going towards nursing uh, because of a personal experience that I had uh, uh, caring for uh, a child. Um, and I was just amazed by the expertise and the knowledge of the nurses that I said, oh my gosh, this is a perfect opportunity. I want to go back and I want to, um, become a nurse to, to impact, to make, you know, to make a difference in in somebody's life, to help save lives. And, um, that's what I chose, you know, to do. So you are the creator of your, your profession. I want us to tell people, it's one thing you go out there, you become a nurse, We need nurses at the bedside, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a bedside nurse um, because without bedside nursing, you know, we won't have uh, patients getting better, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're in a position to really market and, and, and mold your brand of nursing, you should. You should, because when you become a nurse, you take a pledge. And part of that pledge is a commitment to lifetime learning. Mm-hmm. If you're learning throughout your lifetime, you can't remain stagnant and in the same place. Again, I applaud those nurses who are committed to one specialty and who've been at the bedside for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Um, I commend you and shapo ba, but also um, there are those like myself because of that commitment to lifetime learning, uh, our career becomes our brand. Mm -hmm. And so when you brand something, you know, you have to be creative and unique. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm a nurse educator. I love being a clinician. I can't see my life being complete if I cannot interact with patients Mm -hmm. on whatever the level is. Uh, but I also love education. So, um, being able to shape, uh, you know, the minds of those who are walking into the profession and then seeing the product on the other side puts me at a unique place. And I'm, I just feel, uh, I'm just feel blessed.
0: Yeah. I definitely I, I don't know what else to that. say. I definitely agree with you on that, that, you know, we definitely do need the bedsides, but I've definitely been seeing so much innovation with the nursing field. You know, I, I mean, I had a friend who was like, I didn't even know there was like this nurse administration thing, this psychiatric nurse thing. Like they didn't know that there was so many different avenues, like you said, nurse education that people can actually get into as opposed to just, you know, uh, committing to to, to to bedside nursing. Um. But um I, mm-hmm. it-
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say with the nurse education um, piece, I know that you are um, currently pursuing your PhD, correct? Yes. And what
1: exactly Um, are you
0: pursuing the PhD in? uh,
1: Nursing education. (laughs) 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 So um, my PhD um, is is a journey in the making. Uh, One day uh, it'll be complete. I guess because of the different avenues and different opportunities for exposure to so many different realms and topics of nursing. Sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, I get a little sidetracked. Um, but that's okay. So my, that's fine. You know, that's, that's totally fine. Um, but uh, the idea is nursing research and nursing education. Um, and so something that I haven't trademarked, but um, is really looking at how um, nursing students are prepared Uh, Before coming into nursing, there is a there's a huge challenge because you have nurses, uh, nursing students who when you look at their transcript, they got an A in biology, an A in chemistry, um, an A in micro, um, an A in uh, anatomy, an A in uh, physiology, and they can't pass um, nursing 101, Mm -hmm. uh, or the fundamentals of nursing they struggle with. So there is a huge disconnect because passing those classes, the general science classes, English, reading, and writing are wonderful predictors to who will do well in nursing school. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that level of disconnect, and so that's an area that I'm looking at and that I'm investigating, that we're getting these high school students who are not prepared for um for the profession. And a lot of it means that we're reteaching things that they should have learned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So that is a that is a huge uh challenge um, and um one of the underpinnings of what I'm looking at as a nurse educator and a researcher. Um and also um looking at how um our patients um, receive information and, and translate the information to affect, uh, their health. Um, and as a health coach, uh, I myself, I am a health coach. You just have many hats because I, do not know all this about you. And and you'll find (laughs) that. Yeah. So nurses, we, you'll find some of us are wearing a hundred, doing a hundred different things because, um, because I want to say I'm, I'm, Pretty much, I'm well rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, went on this journey uh, very recently um, to really transform my health, mm-hmm. um, because I, I feel like you're educating and giving patients advice. You, they look at you and they look at you to be an example. Um, so I, so I recently probably lost about I don't know, no sixty seven or seventy pounds. Congratulations. Um, all to find a healthier. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it's huge. And it's, it's huge trying to keep, you know, the Mm -hmm. pounds from creeping up. Um, and all of this to say that you have to live by example. Um, I live by example for my patients. Um, I live by example for the, for my nursing students, for students. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, It's an honor and privilege when I go someplace or when I'm in a class at the end of the class, the students say, oh, when I grow up, these are grown people, by the way, (laughs) when I grow up, I want to be I want to be just like you. It it is moving. Um, um, I walked into one of uh, my classrooms recently, and I I think I shared this story with someone and uh, they pulled me up on the smart board. And I had given an assignment, Black History Month and, and Contributions to Nursing. And the students were like, oh, can we do you? Um, and uh, my response was no. Like, that would be too easy. And they are like, why not? I said, because I haven't done anything yet. I haven't really, I haven't created a legacy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could look me up and Google me and, and see that I've done this and I've done that. Uh, but I'm nowhere near where I need to be. I haven't impacted uh uh, millions, um, and and really make, really contributed to real change in a community, mm-hmm. whether it's local or global. And so, you know, this is the direction uh, with my many hats um, that, you know, um, that I'm turning to. And um, it's amazing, especially now uh, in this COVID era that we yeah. are living in, um, you know, uh, you find, uh, you know, healthcare workers and the many risks, uh, that we do take. Well, actually on with COVID, we're all, you don't need to be a healthcare worker yeah. <laughs> uh, to be at risk. You know what I mean? I mean, you step out, you, you don't practice good hand hygiene. You're around the wrong person at the wrong time. You get exposed and unluckily for you, you, you contract, uh, COVID. Um, hopefully the person is, you know, well, they, they, the virus works its course and we move on. And then there are some people who, you know, unfortunately fall ill. The good thing is that one, only one in nine, uh, people who are exposed actually contract the virus. So that's, that's uh, good to know. That's good to know. Um, though, though the numbers are, are, are sad and very alarming. And a part of it is that we are not doing our part in sitting still. Let this thing flatten out, people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, stay and, home. Um, if you can, stay, stay home. home. That's really what, if you can, if you can, stay home. And if you can't uh, and you, you're sick, you're not well, and you have symptoms, even if they're mild, you need to stay home. Um, and, you know, that could mean um, somebody not paying their rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so these are the driving factors. Somebody not being able to afford groceries at the end of the week if they decide to stay home. Um, so we're living in really in, in some significant times. Uh, my husband mentioned to me yesterday, he said, um, when I said, you know, some people, you know, they don't want to stay home, et cetera. And he, you know, like maybe they can't stay home because if they don't go to work, they're not going to make that, that that those dollars that they need. Um, so I'm really hoping that our government, um, does something and create some sort of, and I'm not, I'm not a politician and, and that's not a hat that I'll ever want to wear, but does something to, you know, as an incentive or stimulus for really, for those who really, really need it and not for these big corporations, et cetera. Yeah. Um, because the little people, uh, make a huge difference, you know, those crossing guard agents those sanitation workers um, who are really in the mix of it. Uh, it. It's, it's, it's a really challenging time.
0: It definitely is. And I think this is definitely a time for, you know, like you were saying before people coming together, but more so, coming together in spirit, not, <laughs> not physically, stay no. at home, people stay at home. But I um, mean, um, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely. Right. It's, it's definitely a difficult time, but I think having, you know, um, not just positive information, but actual factual information um, dis- disseminating is important too. like the tidbit, the fact that you just gave us, you know, just now that, you know, only one in nine people who were actually exposed to it, you know, actually, you know, catch it, you know, we're out here thinking that if, you know, somebody just coughs in the, in the air that everybody is about to fall ill. Um, and I think I that that's the so hysteria.
1: It's, it's, it, mm-hmm. No. And I think there's a lot of myths out there, but understand things change every single day about this virus. Um, it used to be that nobody really needed to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're elderly, um, have underlying health conditions, you need to leave your home with a mask. And if people are coming to visit you, you should be wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Um, so things change every day. The idea, um, as it stands last, I checked, uh, is that COVID is uh, contact or, or droplet, So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it gets in the air, but the molecule is so heavy that it drops, right? And it's mm-hmm. on surfaces. And so somebody coughs on you, sneeze on you. And so there's something called you know direct contact. Standing and talking to somebody who's you know um, six feet away, who coughs in the air, that's not you're really not going, you, you know, sh- walking down the hall with them, um, that's really not considered direct contact, direct okay. contact, handshaking, kissing, uh, sharing food, um, using the same utensils, um, being coughed or sneezed on some, uh, by an infected person. This is what we determine is direct contact. And so, um, I recently, um, received notification that, uh, I was, you know, somebody that I worked with, and I could say direct contact. I mean, we didn't share utensils, but we shook hands. You know, we shared the same, you know, workspace. And um, this gentleman is is ill now. Um, Mm -hmm. so what I do, I, you know, they're like so many people like, Oh, are you under quarantine? No, I'm not under quarantine. Um, I have no symptoms, uh, but the minute I have symptoms and it could take up to 14, 15 days for Mm -hmm. symptoms to appear. And I'm probably about day eight from being exposed Mm -hmm. and I have no symptoms. So I'm pretty sure that I'll be fine and I don't have any underlying medical conditions that place me at s- significant risk. But the minute I have symptoms of quarantine yeah. uh, and then I'm, I'll go get tested. So, you know, um, these are the things, you know, people are, we, we need to, you know, grab ourselves by our bootstraps, um, slap ourselves a couple of times and come, you know, this, and remain as sane and as, as calm as possible. Yeah. Um, this is serious uh it can become even more serious we have to do our part uh social distancing staying home you know the less people you come into contact with right now it's okay and i am what i you you know i'm a social butterfly Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like to go out i like to have fun i you know i'm very upset that many of the haitian performers and bands everything's been canceled Uh, i don't know how (laughs) I, I know. Bow season is finished and completely over. Communion season's and, over. Um,
0: <laughs> that's it, too. You know, communion, since communion season you know in what? the Haitian you're community
1: right. is, like, the
0: number one affair. It's huge.
1: <laughs> it's over. It's over. It really is. It's over. It's and over. so these are, you know, um, so y- you miss a communion this year, but at least you're, you're healthy at least you're and healthy. you yes. stay alive. Yes. And, you know, so... Um,
0: the great thing is that we have all these, you know, IG DJs, like people who are actual DJs who are creating, you know, clubs. Isn't that amazing? Clubs. Oh yeah, I was. That listening
1: was to a couple amazing. Of them. I saw DJ Stacks on Instagram yeah, the other with, day. With the Haitian and, and, and I and he had the whole hookup. The HMI, they're mm-hmm. doing it. They're doing their thing. and they're using. Um, social media platforms to really stay connected in yeah. this time of social distancing. Amazing. And kudos uh, to them definitely. Uh, because they have to eat and they have to live. They do. They definitely um, and, do. And again, um, they, they, they've made their lives out of this. Not like, you know, they have other jobs. This is for them, for many of them, especially the high profile DJs. This is what they do. This is what mm-hmm. they live off of uh, and make a good living at that. So it, it's it's going to be real interesting to see how this uh, pans out, especially um, this is really significant. Yeah, it's, a, it's impacting everyone. Like, you know, I know the government's talking
0: about stimulus and whatnot, but, you know, even in that, like, this is like millions and millions of people who've been laid off, can't work. And this thing might last, you know, they're, I'm hearing the summer. I think I read somewhere they might even say, they, they might, it might even be August, like they don't, Nobody really knows how long this thing is going to, is going to last and how the economy will be impacted. So uh, it's crazy. It is crazy. No, Mm -hmm. it definitely is. But with this time with you being a, um, a nurse educator, um, how are online, like, how are you doing with the online classes and how, how is the nurse education progressing (laughs) now that there's not, you know, students are not necessarily able to get in to do like, you know,
1: clinicals and labs and things like this. So the state, the Department of Education, uh, the Board of Nursing, these, these, these overseers, avatars, you know, set, setting up scenarios uh, to make up clinical hours. Okay. For now, um, for now, uh, it seems to be working. Students are very, um, they're nervous, uh, because some are getting ready to graduate and they can't go to clinical. So mm-hmm. they're just scared about their clinical hours. How are we going to do it? Yeah. Uh, and so my thing is, um, you know, we're in this together, we're going to figure something out. We're going to, you know, commit, you have to just commit to success and it's going to happen. Um, we'll get on this online learning platform, um, and we'll exchange ideas do the work, show up online. Cause it's not, you know, I had to tell a student today cause I didn't hear from, hear from her. I, I sent her a text. I said, you are not on holiday. You know, mm-hmm. um, we have a class at at eight o'clock we have, we're in clinicals at eight o'clock in the morning. I expect you to be online at eight o'clock in the morning. Do I need you online for till the remainder of the, the day, the clinical day? Absolutely not, because I have no intention to remain there in front of a computer all day. But you need to check in and you need to do your assignment. So it means that um, you have to be flexible. Um, You have to understand that some students may not have the technology to join. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Um, That's true. They may have limited resources and access. And where in high schools... They're giving out in in grade elementary school, the Department of Education is giving out laptops and and, um, Chromebooks uh, to students in a college setting. You're not getting that. You know, you have to have had this. You know what I mean? So these are the challenges. And then I'll hear, oh, uh, people can work from their phones. You're very limited, uh, especially for me. I have huge hands. (laughs) My My fingers and hands are huge. So I feel I'm limited doing certain things on my phone, uh, replying to a post, you know, those are some challenges. So you need, you need the hardware in order to manipulate the software. Uh, so it's, it's about becoming really, really creative, um, and really trying to keep students engaged and aligning whatever learning that's being done with what the, uh, learning expectations are and the student learning outcomes are and making sure that you keep those things connected, even though you're now on a different platform. And it's going to be a challenge. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for our kids who are out of school. Uh, the, the Department of Education, New York City Department of Education has, just, has never treaded these waters. And mm-hmm. in less than a month, they had to turn around and say, we're going online. Um, because of COVID and the risk of of this uh, virus um, spreading. So um, these are the the challenges. Uh, Can we do it? Like-minded educators can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's very possible uh, to get done. But again, we have to understand that the students, not all of them will have access to the technology that is needed to get it you know, to get the work done. Now that's a challenge.
0: Oh boy. We have a, definitely a long road ahead.
1: (laughs) We sure do. We really do.
0: So in terms of you having many, many hats, what, what else (coughs) can we expect from, from professor in Wow.
1: Um, day by day things are changing. Um, I would say significant contribution, um, uh, staples in, in, you know, um, making, um, efforts to transform, translate lives, um, towards, uh, healthier lifestyles, healthier living, um, educating self, educating communities. Um, and those are huge, huge, uh, umbrellas, um, looking to see how, uh, possibly we can tap into the NIH uh, for, for grants mm. to, to really um, affect the global communities to work towards uh, uh, improving the health of uh, communities uh, that lack certain basic uh, peniments as it relates to in- infection control, clean water, sanitization. Uh, that's the direction. Um, and, and that's what I, I think people should be, looking, uh, for, um, uh, you know, for our brand to grow, uh, to grow in numbers. Uh, you know, if I can make a call out, if, if you are a nurse or know a nurse and you don't have to be a nurse, go to Hannah, um, log on, uh, see the work we're doing, call me personally, I'll tell you about, uh, you know, uh, how we can use your expertise, uh, we have a newsletter um, that uh, we put out uh, samples are on our or editions are on our website uh, so uh, expect to see our visibility growing and I'm the face of the brand for now because I'm the elected president and mm. I was recently reelected. elected um, so expect to see me places not right now because of social distancing yeah. um, but once we, once we beat you this know, thing but, um, <laughs> Yeah. Once we beat these, this thing, and I, and I know that, that we can, um, you know, there's, you know, you know, such a huge, uh, uh, emphasis and there's so many, so many aspects with my many hats. There's so many ways, uh, you know, we could really work in communities to, to make a difference. You know, I, I tell my, my boys, like, even if you don't do one good thing for the day and they say oh well who wouldn't do a good thing i said not smiling when you meet somebody that's not a positive <laughs> thing you yeah. know what i mean saying good morning um you know um find opportunities where you can do at least you know one good thing just like you know i tell my students get a notebook out and every day you should be writing and i still do this till today Uh, One thing that you've learned, because you, we are all on journeys, Uh, whether you you realize it or not. You're on uh, an evolving journey. As long as you have your breath, uh, there are teachable and learnable. I say uh, uh, moments where you learn something and you can teach something. Uh, I learn things from my students every day. I learn things from patients, Mm -hmm. you know, every day. Um, And so, uh, again the, the canvas, uh, is not filled yet. Uh, there are still many, many opportunities and spaces on this canvas for Keline Edmond to make, uh, (laughs) to make it an impact and for Hannah to, to, uh, change lives. Um, and so the positive, um, will should always, you know, outweigh whatever negatives. And, um, that's, you know, those are my, my, my words, you know? Okay. Well, give us the website for Hannah
0: one more time. And also the IG name, um, just in case people missed it earlier on.
1: Absolutely. So the website is hannahinc.org. That's hannahinc.org. And our IG is hannah underscore uh, greater N Y, Hannah underscore greater N Y. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Please Edmond. go to our page, go to our <laughs> Facebook page, like our page, please share the information that's there. I, I just want to say, a, a, a huge thank you, Rita, Pierre, <laughs> um, uh, for the opportunity, uh, to spend some time with you in Frida's world, um, it's not a world that many get invited to. That so, is true. Um, that is true. <laughs> I am. I feel, I feel privileged. I know I'm telling you, I feel, <laughs> I feel privileged and I'm just, I mean, um, I, I say thank you and thank you for this platform that you have. Thank you.
0: No, of course, definitely. I think we definitely to highlight the, you know, there's many organizations, there are many people in our community that are doing great things. Um, and especially an organization like Hannah, and especially the fact that I know so many nurses, you know, there is no reason why there should only be, you know, 35 members, so active members. So we definitely want to do our part in, in, you know, helping to promote the brand as well, too, so that more and more of these nurses, like, I mean, on, on the Frida's world, page alone i feel like half of my followers are nurses and so we definitely need to to highlight this brand um these amazing women as part of the leadership that's really you know taking this this um, organization to the next level so you know i'm happy to do my part in in sharing the information and i hope to have you back on the show you know i I love doing um
1: follow-ups so (laughs) love to be able to do a follow-up in the future wonderful Beautiful. I'd be more than happy. Um, I would be more than happy doing this uh, and and being on board. You have my undivided uh, attention. And if you put a call out there, I'm there.
0: All right. <laughs> for those of you who were not able to get the information um, for Hana, if you know, if you, you know, you can go on to my IG, Frida's World, F R E E D A underscore world. Um, you can get that information as well too, but Kelly, would you like to give your personal IG if anybody has any particular questions with respect to your background? Sure, you
1: can, you can find, absolutely. You can find, uh, my, me on Instagram, uh, professor K underscore Edmund. professor K underscore Edmund. Um, and I don't have a problem. I, I have a number that I share out six, seven, eight. 793-7733. That's 678-793-7733. Uh, any way that we can collaborate, we can be of assistance to you. If you know of a nurse, uh a nursing, a, a nursing student who is in uh, need of some sort of support, direct them our way. Um we will do what we can and collaborate and help one another out. That's what it's all about.
0: All right. Well, with that being said, everyone, thank you for tuning to another episode of Frida's World. And it's a wrap. Thank you. Rita, you're the best.
1: Thank you so <laughs> much. I so appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. Whose world is this? It's Frida's, Frida's world. world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clatch it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clashing. It's Frida's World.